Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Influencer Podcast. Today is all about taking your side hustle, making it profitable, helping it grow, focusing on it the right way, and doing all of that when you feel completely burnt out. We are going to be talking to the amazing Michelle Nesky today. Michelle is a physician's assistant who created a physician's assistant admissions program from her nine to five job as a PA. And she walks us through how she's been able to do this and do it successfully. Now, I have gotten to know Michelle a lot this year as she is a member of my Shine program. And some of the things that she has been able to do in such a quick amount of time has really been mind-blowing. And she is a true testament of really understanding how and when to ask for help, when to know when it's time to grow your team, and how to really make something grow and expand when you still have a nine to five that you love and you want to keep doing. So this is not about necessarily leaving the nine to five, but it's about how to make both ends of the spectrum work, how to have a nine to five that you love that is thriving and growing, but then also having this side thing that you're super passionate about that is also thriving and growing. So if you have been wondering how to make this all happen for yourself, then you will love this episode. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, business coach and brand expert. I invite you to join millions of our other listeners in building a brand that is influential, loved by the masses, and worth millions. The Influencer Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, and scale the brand and business of your wildest dreams. Discover why people all over the world call the Influencer Podcast their go-to for all things branding, influence, and marketing. That's what you want to get your hands on, right? Hi, Michelle. It's so good to have you on with us today. How are you Thank doing? you. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I am too. I'm so excited to chat with you because um, we have gotten to know each other pretty well over this last year as you are a amazing member inside our Shine um, Mastermind community. Yeah. Um, but you have such an incredible story and you have one that I think so many of our listeners can relate to when it comes to pivoting your passions, pivoting your dreams, yeah. having this really big idea to do something that you know will give you more time back, you know, will will bring more ease into your life, you know, will give you more freedom, you know, will give you more money. But it's always that how piece of like, how do we actually get ourselves to like, trust the net and like jump off the cliff and make it happen. And so I'm excited for you to share a little bit about how you've been able to do that and just the incredible work that you do. So if you would kind of kick us off with a little bit of who you are, your really awesome and unique background and how you show up and serve um, the, the the women and men also that come yeah. to you for, for, the, for the work that they want to do. Yeah, sure. So um, obviously my name is Michelle. I am a physician assistant. Um, if you're not sure what that is, we are basically advanced uh, practitioners. So we're medical practitioners um, that work uh, pretty independently, but in collaboration with a supervising doctor and as an important part of the healthcare team where we can diagnose, treat, prescribe medications um, and really get to know our patients really well. And um, you know, we're nationally certified, licensed, and uh, we can move through any specialty that we want to um, over the course of our career. And so it's a really unique career in medicine um, and a very appealing one um, because the training is shorter and because we are able to transition into different specialties. And it's really a profession that can grow with you as your life changes, both per personally and professionally. And so um, it's a very unique medical career. And I graduated from the Yale PA program in 2005, and I've been practicing um, I've moved multiple times. My husband is a surgeon and for his training, we've moved to Miami and Florida, uh, Miami and Houston, and now um, here in South Carolina. So um, I've had a lot of different experiences and I primarily work with cancer patients, um, adult cancer patients in my clinical practice. But when we moved to South Carolina, I was pregnant and um, very pregnant <laughs> and my daughter decided to show up early. Um, and I did decide to go back to work after that, but because of Dave's hectic schedule, I went back part-time and prior to moving here, 
I had been working many, many hours in the clinical setting, had served in administrative roles, was a supervisor, and was just really getting burned out from all of those hours that I had put in and was doing all the things, you know, president of an organization doing this and that. And after I had her, I saw this as an opportunity to sort of step back a little bit and evaluate what I wanted. And so I started working part-time clinically and then, um, I had anticipations of going full-time when um, I was working and one of the clinical research um, assistants that was working with me said she wanted to go to PA school. And I said, oh, well, that's awesome. I would love to help you look at your personal statement, do this and that. Well, I loved helping her and I she got in. So I was super excited. And I started researching the PA school application process, how much it had changed since I went how complex and competitive it has become over the years. And I was like, oh my God, how do people navigate this? Like, this is so crazy. And um, so I started helping, you know, students and people I knew and friends and family kind of on my own. And then all of a sudden, you know, I started helping a lot of people (laughs) and, you know, saw this as, you know, an opportunity to help the next generation of PAs um, reach their ultimate goal of getting into PA school, but more importantly, navigating what has become a very complex, um, very competitive process. And that's where the Posh PA was born, really. And since then, it's it's been a huge journey. So, <laughs> And so I want to talk, um, I want you to explain what the Posh PA is. Okay. Before we get to that, you're someone who part-time, full-time, you have a traditional nine to five. You're yes. in what I would judge is just a very traditional environment. It is the, it's, it's medical space, the medical field. You really don't get more traditional than that. That's right. Um, but you saw, you saw a need within mm-hmm. that space of women and men coming to you saying, I want to become a PA mm-hmm. and I don't know how to do this. And right. so obviously they were asking you, Michelle, well, how did you do it? How mm-hmm. did you navigate it? And yes. so you saw that as an opportunity when you still have your nine to five to now create this side hustle of Mm -hmm. the posh PA and what is the posh PA? So the posh PA, um, is basically now it's a coaching service. So we are pre PA coaches that help aspiring physician assistants, um, build confidence and navigate the complex PA school application process and also help them through their journey through PA school and beyond. And so we provide one-on-one coaching, guidance, and motivation to really help them reach their goals. And how has that gone and how have you seen from your idea of starting this, the success, the results that the clients that you have that go through this, how do you see that serving them? Yeah. So, um, so basically, you know, my vision was obviously to help as many pre-PAs gain acceptance into an accredited PA program, but at the same time, you know, career counseling, career transition, um, help them, you know, educate, help educate the younger generation about the PA profession and what you can do. And I basically, it it basically started with just me providing one-on-one counseling services and really taking a step back from the process itself and making sure that this was the right career path for the people that I was working with. And, you know, everybody's statistics and everybody's application is going to look a lot different. So for me, it was not just about kind of counseling them on, oh, you need this, this, and this to get into PA school. It's how are we going to meet those goals? Why do we want to meet those goals? And what you can do to stay in a good mental headspace while trying to do this. It was It's a lot of sort of life coaching along with pre-PA coaching and things that I try to give them that will help them become a better provider in the long run too. So it really started out as just one-on-one sessions, you know, with me that I would provide counseling, basically. Um, This is what you need to do to get your application ready. This is how we're going to do it. But here's how you have to keep your mind straight during this whole time, because it's a very daunting, very humiliating at times process. And I find a lot of people, just as we always do, comparing themselves to others. I'm not going to do this because of this. I can't get in because of this. And that it's like, well, what do we have to work with? How are we going to get there? 
you know, what can we do to get you there? Um, and so I truly believe anybody can, you know, become a PA or get into PA school with the right amount of hard work and effort and time, you know, and, and being able to stay in that space. So that's kind of where it started. And since then has blossomed <laughs> into a lot of other different services, um, that we provide and other coaches now. So now I have a couple of other coaches working with me. So my friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business Business for sponsoring the show. My friends, as creators, we work so hard creating our content. So we don't want to leave it up to things like an algorithm to determine how successful our online brands and businesses can be. And that is why I love Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs like myself build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. And I know they can help you too. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, your passions, your experiences into enriching offers like online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, communities, personalized coaching, and so much more. What I love about Kajabi is that not only does it make it super easy to use, but they don't take a cut of your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. You don't need a huge audience to make a sustainable income online. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures without having hundreds of thousands of followers, and you can too. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash influencer. Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. And I want to dive into all of that because I think, and this is what I think about your story is so relatable for, for those listening who either maybe they aspire to create something, maybe they were like you and it kind of you just saw this need and you saw that you were a resource and a solution provider for a need that a lot of people in your world were having. And then that just kind of started to snowball and grow and grow and grow. Um, or for, you know, those that listen that are like, you know, I, I'm in my nine to five and Mm -hmm. I like my nine to five. I don't even necessarily know if I want to leave my nine to five, but Mm -hmm. I know that I want to do this other thing too. Mm -hmm. And so I would love for you to share, um, how, how did you start doing that? The balancing act of like having a very stressful, I mean, first off you're a mom, Mm -hmm. you're a wife, your husband has a very high stress job and has to probably work a lot of hours. Mm -hmm. Um, you also have a high stress job and you're working a lot of hours and you're dealing with, I mean, cancer patients, you're dealing with really big stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have all of these other clients of yours or, you know, really people at the time that were like, Hey, I'm really interested in this. And you're like, Oh wait, I can actually, I can really help these people as well. Mm -hmm. So how were you able, and I know that you just mentioned it started off with kind of just like one-on-one counseling. Mm -hmm. How was it really revealed to you that like, okay, Michelle, I like, you really have something here. And like, how do you balance and navigate going more into that side hustle while still trying to keep all the other things going. Yeah. That's a really (laughs) hard 
thing to do because I never started this business to quit my job because I actually really enjoy my clinical practice as a PA. And I don't, you know, want to give that up just yet. I'm not at that point. Um, and I, I do really like it. Um, what I found was when I started doing these one-on-one calls and what I did was I did them on the days that I wasn't working, like when my daughter was napping or, you know, cause she was l- kind of littler when I started this a couple of years ago, or when she was at preschool, I would have time slots where, you know, she was at preschool, you know, from 830 to 1130 or whatever, I could talk to a couple of people, you know, and then after she went to bed, I could talk to a couple of people and kind of worked on it that way. And then, you know, I made a deal with Dave that, you know, every other Saturday I would take a few hours in the morning and, and sort of do it that way. And what I found was that I really enjoyed and felt a lot of fulfillment from, you know, helping these um, people kind of get towards their dream in a different way than I get from my clinical practice. So, you know, yes. Talk to us about that. Talk to us about the the, the feeling that you were starting to get and and how that was different. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, taking care of cancer patients, I typically deal with patients who have you know, stage four or incurable cancers. And, you know, we're giving them treatments and these people are so inspirational and they motivate me to look at my life differently um, and be thankful for what I have and what I do. Um, It can be very challenging emotionally. Um, It can be challenging physically at times as well, just with the busyness of it. But I find so much reward from it, you know, working with these people who are going through some of the hardest times in their lives and their families and being able to be part of that process with them is, you know, people will always say, isn't that depressing? No, I don't look at it that way. I look at it as an an honor and an opportunity to be part of that process with them. But, you know, it can be emotionally charged. It can be difficult at times. And what this gave me was a different kind of excitement for my profession. Like, I was like, oh my God, this person's going to be an amazing PA. I can't wait for them to like go take care of these people. And I'm so proud of her. She worked so hard to get to this point. And yeah, like, I'm not kidding. I'm getting goosebumps because like when somebody sends me a message, they get accepted and they worked with me or, or one of my other coaches, I feel that excitement and joy that I felt when I got, you know, at that time, an email, you know, that said that I got in and that is just fulfilling in a different way and somehow inspiring the next generation, you know, to, to go forward. So, um, so that's the difference, but it's a nice balance. Um, and probably makes you a better PA. I feel like it does. Yeah. I feel like it does. It makes me very aware of where I was and how far I've come. And also to be more particular about things I may be, because I've been doing this a long time, maybe become comfortable with and forget about. But if I have like a student with me and stuff, I'm like, ooh, pressure. <laughs> I got to like, you know, be on my game and, and all of that. So um, it, it's just a different thing. But it did start out as, you know, me kind of wherever I had kind of spare time, like squeezing people in. And when I really saw the change of like, oh, this may be happening is when I offered something that I would help a certain amount of people through the whole process. So I was like, let's just do the whole thing. Like start to finish. We do a couple counseling sessions. I'll look at your personal statement. If you get an interview, we'll do an interview. I thought maybe, and I, you know, I I started at a very low price point. I was like, you know, these are students, whatever. And I was like, nobody's going to buy. And I was like, and like 20 people bought it. And I was like, what is happening right now? Like, and then I was like, oh my God, it's just me. Like, I know like, where am I going to fit these people in? And like, what am I going to do? You know, I don't have these time slots. And it just became so like, that was like, a light bulb to me, like, oh wow, this is something that this population really needs mm-hmm. and wants help with. And I was like, this, this is an opportunity. And you know, I, I had a lot of conversations with my husband, and 
you know, Mia was at the age where she was going to be in school, you know, most of the day. And I'm like, you know, instead of going back to the clinic full time, maybe I just take the the two days I'm home and the hours she's at school and I just do it then and make it like, like a second part-time job. And yeah, that's basically what I did. And so I, I want to kind of walk through that because I think that you, you've touched on a lot here of, you know, the first thing, Michelle, that I think is what has really been, you know, one of the catalysts of why you are successful at this. Not only is it you and who you are and your drive and your determination, and you're always open-minded and you're always staying curious and you're teachable and you're coachable and, you know, you're forever a student. And we'll talk about that in a moment, but really at the end of the day, and we talk a lot about this inside shine about your offer, your prospect and your sales. Like mm-hmm. what, what are you, you know, like you have to be able to create something that is so irresistible and so delicious to someone that they will happily pay you for it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's it. It's really that simple. And yeah. so, um, and even though there's a lot of complexities to that, like the idea of that is really that simple. Like mm-hmm. you were able in a really niche way to become a solution provider to a challenge that a lot of people in a really niche setting were having. Yeah. And because that was so needed, you ended up getting 20 people to sign yeah. up for this thing. And so with that said, and I want to kind of talk about like, when does the levy break, right? Because uh-huh. Michelle, like you've got, you, you're a mom, you know, we mm-hmm. talk, you're a wife, you've got your part-time nine to five job that you don't mm-hmm. really plan on leaving because it fills you up in it. You yeah. love to do that. But then you also have this other thing that has started to grow because you've tapped into such a, mm-hmm. an important need and now it's kind of growing. And then you're probably starting to feel what, <laughs> Oh, like, what have I done? (laughs) The overwhelm, the frustration, the stress. So share with us a little bit about that moment and, and, and how you were able to get more coaches. And like, when you really knew that, like, okay, I've taken this as far as I can. Mm -hmm. If I really do want to get this to the next level, like I need help. Yeah. So last year I was in this mindset of like, how am I going to do the last application cycle when I was just me, I was like working every Saturday to like 3 PM working eight o'clock at night till 10 o'clock at night, not sleeping well, fitting in calls after clinic, um, you know, wherever I could get people in. And I was like, I can't sustain this. You know, I can't sustain this, but I had this belief in my head that I was the posh VA and nobody could do it. Like I could. And also that's my brand. Like I am. the <laughs> So I was like, how can I bring someone on and feel like that would be. And so it was a very limiting belief that I had that just, you know, I said, if I want to do this and make this something that can impact more people and can help more people, because Ultimately, Julie, I was them. Like I had no, nobody in my family is in medicine, zero or science. Like, so when I decided to go to PA school, I had zero guidance. Like, I know what that's like. I have been there. I've been in their shoes. I know how like nervous you are, how you feel in, you know, inferior, like everyone's going to, I mean, there I've been there. And so I was like, if I can have more people feel more confident and less like that, then I'm, I feel like giving back, you know, to that community. And so finally I actually had Emily, who's one of my coaches reach out to me on Instagram. And she's like, Hey, do you know of any pre PA coaches that are looking for some help? I said, well, I might be, (laughs) And basically like had many conversations with her, Zoom, blah, 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 resume, everything. And then went through the process of having her on calls with me and really orienting her. We had very, very similar beliefs on pretty much everything. Um, It forced me to create like a mission, vision, core beliefs for my business. It forced me to create contracts I've never done before. I mean, it was insane. But once I did that once, doing it again was easier. And I already had known the second coach, like I knew I wanted to ask him forever to help me. So I just wanted to see if I would be ready to do that. Um, And so when I brought her on, 
I was like, listen, it's not going to be that busy right now, but just give it a couple months. And she was like, wow, like this is people, you know, just want help. And, you know, even during this cycle going in with three additional, like three of us, I thought we're in the bag. We got this right. Like this is going to be great. And that was not the case. And, you know, we wound up in another situation, which is always great, but very overwhelming to me that because we were so booked out, we couldn't accommodate people and I had to turn people away. And I hate that. So that's kind of what forced me into this newer mindset and into shine. Like, how do I do this? Like, how, what is the best way for me to do this if I really want to do it? And I do want to do it. It's <laughs> so. so good because I think that you touched on so many things that are so universal that so many of us can relate to. I know I can, like the reason why I created Shine, it was like, I was that woman. Yeah, I was that woman that was burnout, overworked. I had started to create this dream that I had and like it was doing as great as it could, but like I was hitting a wall. Yeah. And I knew that if I kept doing what I was doing, I was gonna burn out. I was gonna become res- exhausted. I was gonna become resentful. And it's, I didn't want that. Like I didn't, I didn't want to start this thing to feel imprisoned and chained. Like I wanted to start this thing to have more freedom and have more money and have more time. And so I think that a lot of people relate to that. And for you, Michelle, I would love to know that that mindset piece that you were talking about of at first you thought that you were the only person that could do it. Mm-hmm. That no one could do it as as great or better than you, but then you found someone that you that you admired, that you respected, mm-hmm. that you know you were like, oh wait, this we actually do see eye to eye here, and like maybe I'm not the mm-hmm. only person on the planet yeah. <laughs> to actually help people, <laughs> and by kind of giving over that control, shocker, you were able to grow, yeah, and you were able to make more money, and you were able to get more time back, yes, but then you kept growing. Mm-hmm. And you kept growing. And so then what brought you in mm-hmm. to want to work with me and the other women inside our program? What was kind of that, that pivotal moment of like, I'm going to like beat my head against the wall if I don't yeah. get X. It was, I mean, I cried. I was basically like, what have I done? I, I have no control over this. I felt like I had no control over it. I was like, I need to shut this down. I was like, because it has just, it's making me so stressed that like, I'm worried about every next step and I don't know how to fix this problem. And I am by nature a fixer. Okay. So, you know, I see a problem. I want to fix it immediately. Like I need to have a strategy to fix this problem. And when that happened in the middle of the busiest time of the year, I, I was like, I don't know what I've done. I was, I was like disappointed. I was very hard on myself. You know, why did you do, you didn't see this. You should have anticipated this, you know, um, you, you know, I thought I set myself up for success. I was like, clearly I didn't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a business background. What the heck am I trying to do here? Um, and kind of learning as I go. And I was like, you know, I listen to your, I listen to this podcast all the time. And, you know, I was like, I need support. I need help. I need to be around other people that are in the same situation that I am because I'm, I'm doing well and it's a great problem to have, but I have very little direction on how I can fix this problem. And you know, once I got into shine and started interacting with some of the other people and hearing some of their other issues and learning from the other people in the group, I also realized something that like this problem, like this is my business. I don't have to fix this problem right now. (laughs) Yes, it has to be fixed, but it in the middle of the busiest part of my application season is not the time to fix it. And, but it took me a long time to sort of take that pressure off myself and say, you know, we're still doing good. You know, we're still giving, what was my original mission? My original mission was to empower pre-PA students to have confidence and have the best application that they can going into the application cycle, not 
how can I, you know, how is this going to be the best business ever? That was not it. So when I took it back to my why, which is what you always say, I was uh, calm down. I calmed down. And I also talked to the other coaches and I said, here's the situation that we're in. Let's have a team meeting. Let's brainstorm ideas. Um, and it was so helpful, you know, just to have their, their, in, they're doing it too, you know? So I'm like, I'm not alone. Like I had to get out of that solopreneur mindset, you know, like I'm not alone. Now I have shine. Now I have, you know, three coaches. Now I have, you know what I mean? I have a, a somebody that can help me with this. You know, I, so I just decided like to calm down for a second <laughs> and reevaluate what did I want to change? Not what needed to be fixed necessarily, but like, how can we make it better? How can we make the experience better? How can we reach more people to serve the purpose and the why of the business. And once I made that change, which took a while, I mean, it took a couple of weeks, you know, for me to really get that, you know, listening to different podcasts, being, you know, in the group, hearing from other people and um, taking a second away from social media, that kind of stuff. But that really regained my focus. And my focus was, you know, to, my why and my purpose. And I, once I got back to that, I was like, okay, everything else will fall into place if I stay true to why I started this in the first place. Yeah. And that, I think that's everything. And I think that you touched on something that so many people can relate to. And that is that idea around guilt and shame about mm -hmm. asking for help and about growing, because I feel like that whether we have our own thing or we have a nine to five and we've got this this other thing that starts yeah. to grow and we see success and we're proud of that success and we're proud of serving people and we feel really good. But, you know, none of us are, you know, there's always going to be a next level. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like you just start your side hustle and you get some success and then it's like, yay, it's done. It's over. Like there's always <laughs> another level of growth and what seems to happen. I see a lot and we see it in the group and you just mentioned it is that we feel like, it's like we have this shame around not having all the answers mm -hmm. about not knowing what to do next about not having all the ducks in a row. And so what we tell ourselves is like, well, I'm unhelpable or I can't get help or I'm not ready yet to really take it to the, to the next level. Because if I was, then I would know this, mm -hmm. or I could figure this out on my own, or, you know, I wouldn't have gotten myself into this situation, or I should have known better. Like all of those things that you were saying that you were so hard on yourself with, yeah. but it's the moment that we can get the F out of our own way mm -hmm. and get in community and just say, Hey, like here I am as a human being. And it's like, I've started this thing and it's great. And I've seen success and I've helped a lot of people, but now I've got it to a place that like, it's, it's unmanageable for where I am right now. And I feel overwhelmed because I haven't caught up to like everything that I've just created and I need some support. And so what has been the most, um, supportive and impactful thing that you have been able to experience from giving yourself that gift and that permission of being in community and being around other like-minded um, entrepreneurs and learning from other people and asking for help, like showing up and asking for help. And, you know, and I, I want to kind of talk about the participation piece here, mm -hmm. because I think that that's so important that a lot of times we feel like that just by just by showing up, like that's enough, but you, you have to engage, you have to activate, like mm -hmm. you can be there, but if you're really not doing the work, if you're really not asking yourself the questions, asking other people, the questions, then you're really not there. So how has that been for you? And what has been the most supportive thing that you have seen just from getting out of your own way and participating and being in community? Yeah. I mean, so you know, with anything you get out of it, what you put into it. And that is so true. And, you know, having a community where I literally wrote in the Facebook group, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I feel completely overwhelmed. I, I feel like, you know, guilty about this, that, and the other thing, but here are a few wins I had. Do you know what I mean? And then people just started responding and saying like, you know, that's amazing. You had these wins, like focus on those, like you're, you're doing great. And then in this, you know, the coaching calls where I get to ask questions, but also just hear other people's, you know, 
um, struggles and the understanding that there is somebody that's across the country that is feeling the exact same way as me right this minute. And this is not something that is unique to me. It's something that other people are going through too. And to have knowledge of that is nice because you're like, okay, well, I'm not like losing my mind. Like people, this is a roller coaster. Like this is, you know, this is how it's going to be, you know, at different times. But then I also got some amazing resources from it. Like I said, Hey, I'm trying to do this. And, and one woman was like, here, I use this woman and she was amazing, you know, and it was sort of like networking. And I got to be on, you know, Ryan's podcast, you know? And so just to connect the pieces like that and network and really be able to find resources for things that you, that you're like, I don't know how to figure this out. I, you know, let me, let me ask the group, like, or let me ask on the coaching call or how do I prioritize this is just, it just puts me at ease that I have that at my disposal. And so I can, I've always been somebody that asked for help when I needed it, which is a good thing. Um, but you know, sometimes it takes to me to get to that point, like that breaking point to really just put it out there. Um, because when you're in that shame spiral that I call it, one negative comment from someone on social media, one negative comment from somebody who doesn't understand your purpose can derail you for weeks. And, and so to be able to come to some place and say, you know, this is what happened to me. This is how I feel and have people say, I've been there too, and not be judgmental is really an invaluable resource in my opinion. So, yeah, I was going to ask you how it helps you being in community, giving, you know, advocating for yourself, giving yourself the permission to show up, even if you don't have all the answers, even if you don't have it all figured out to get the help that you need, how does that help you? I don't want to say like, necessarily overcome the shame spiral because I feel like that, you know, we all have shame and it never really goes away. I just think yeah. it kind of molds into different types of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but how has it helped you manage those moments of stress and guilt and frustration and overwhelm and shame and not feeling enough, um, to where you can continue to grow and expand? Yeah. I mean, I think what it has done is it just makes me, um, it forces, and this is what my patients do too. It forces me out of my head. So it forces me into a realization that I, everything is good. I'm in a great place. You know, this is not, you know, the worst problem I could have. Um, I am, you know, I have a great life. I am very blessed. I have a wonderful family. I have a beautiful roof over my head. I am healthy. I am, you know, I am in a place of opportunity that most people maybe don't have. And so the, you know, by hearing other people's stories in the group and, you know, having what I do for a job, I have, it's a good sort of back to reality check. Like things are good. Life is great. This is an opportunity for me if I want it. I don't have to do it. It's it's a choice. I'm making this choice. I just have to, you know, get off my own back about all the things that don't go right or maybe go wrong. Like you learn the most from things that fail, you know? So it's, but you have to be okay with that. And I feel like having the group and having people go through things and share those things in the group. I mean, there's people in there just had babies. I'm like, I don't even know how you are right now. Like that's crazy. And then, you know, having, you know, my, my job, it's a nice sort of like reality check that this is all really good. (laughs) And I just, this is just an opportunity for me to do something I really want to do, obviously. And you know, have the life I want and be able to give back to the community. And so it just kind of lets me breathe in that reality. I love that. And I love how you just really bring it back to just showing up and sharing your feelings and being of service to other people. Yeah. We'll always get you out of that. Like me, 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 victim 
you know, space that we can all go in. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about your growth and your success because yeah. I am, I'm just so proud of you and just Thank how you. you have been able to just show up and you get down to it and you ask your questions and like you make yeah. it happen. And like you were saying, like you get out of it, what you put into it. And I see you put so much into not only your nine to five job that you love, but also the service that you're doing with the posh PA. Yeah. And so kind of share a little bit about um, what this year has looked like for you and how it looks different than last year. Yeah. So, you know, up until this past year, so the application cycle is a year. Um, and so uh, in the fall of 2020, I was getting ready to come into this application cycle and um, and it opens in April, uh, the new application for the next year. So Emily came on in the fall and then got her all set up, ready to go. Then I brought Joel on in January and I'm like, this is going to be awesome. We have three coaches. Um, I had this journey package that I revamped, sort of increased the price point based on the number of hours we were spending, you know, with the clients in the previous year and over the course of the months. And, you know, had kind of launched it on my website. And again, because of the price point, because of some things, I thought, this is great. It's going to be a smaller group of people. It's going to be, there's no way people are, <laughs> I mean, same thing. So I was like, okay, this is going to be great. And then all of a sudden I was in March, I was like, my mind was so, this like 15 people, you know, sign up for the package. And then on top of that, people just booking one-off, you know, appointments. And in March we were booked until late May. And I was like, all of us, I'm like, what? I was like, all the people that booked the journey don't even have all their appointments yet. Like, what are we going to do? Like, this is like, and so while it was like a huge, like growth of income and, and that it, it was, it was insane and it was wonderful, but like brought on this whole new set of problems, like, oh my, you know? And so, um, and so, yeah, it just was coming into the new, into 2021 has just been at a whole different level than the previous years for sure. And how has, um, has the work that we've gotten to do together and the community that you're in, how has that helped you, you know, manage this, organize this, raise your prices, mm -hmm. um, you know, have more of that room to breathe. And so, so you can allow that income to come in without having to say no to people. Right. Um, I think what the community and everybody has given me too, is to realize that there are things outside of one-on-one -on -one coaching that I can do that will help a larger amount of people. Um, and, you know, when it comes to price point, that's something that's always been hard. It's always hard for everybody. I mean, that's like the number one thing we talk about in there. Um, you know, it's, you feel guilty, you know, charging for your time. And, you know, for me, I've even had other PAs and things call me out on social media for charging for my time saying that I'm, you know, contributing to the problem of diversity and in, in admissions and all of that stuff. I feel that, you know, that, that is sort of one of the things that I don't let very much bother me, but that tends to, because of the amount of free things I already have, you know, podcast blogs, IGTVs, reels, TikToks, you name it, you know, webinars. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, I've been at this for a long time. Like I know how to be a PA. I know how to help people get into PA school and I value my time. And I feel like in, in a lot of careers, but particularly in medicine, if you're not doing it for free, you shouldn't be doing it. And I just can't do that. Like, this is my time away from my family. This is a job to me. It's, it's a job to me to give back to people. And I believe my time is valuable. Um, and so, you know, working with hearing I other people. I just have a question as someone not in medicine. So yeah. do those same people expect doctors just to give free surgeries in this country? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, medicine is a business now too. Right. So I mean, now if we had free healthcare, then that would be a completely different conversation. Yes. Right. Yeah. Completely yeah. different conversation. But, yeah. um, yeah. So they just, yeah. I, I always think that's really interesting when anyone expects something for free. Yeah. Um, and what 
I always think is like, you know, you don't have to value my time, but your right. lack of value of time is not going to change my, the way that I perceive the value of time and service is an experience, yeah. what I know that it is that, yeah. that I provide. And so, um, I know that that can be hard and I'm proud of you for, for sticking to what you know is, is, is true and not well, letting other people's limitations get in the way of that. Yeah. And you know what, at the end of the day, these people don't know my ultimate goals, right? Like they, they don't know what I plan to do with the business and giving back to the the profession. I have like lofty aspirations. So, and I don't have to explain that, you know, I don't, I don't, that's not worth my time. So I just try to focus on like what my goals are and how to get there. But, you know, being in the community, we talk a lot about this. So that's helped me tremendously. And, you know, looking at different things and, dealing with price points and, um, but also, you know, the value of group coaching, like huge value. I was somebody that before was like, that ain't going to work. Nope. Not going to do it in a group. Can't do it. Won't do it. Like there's no, and then I did a couple of group calls with some pre PAs and it was awesome. They were like kind of, you know, small group. Um, and it was great. So they've, you know, I've learned in there that there are many other ways that I can offer value and services outside of just one-on-one. And while I love doing that, there are a lot of ways that we could reach more people if we can tweak that, you know, going forward. Yeah. Um, I would love to know what are you most proud of and what are you most excited about? I am the most proud of my team. Um, These people that I have brought on these PAs are just really amazing people. Um, they're not only great PAs, great, great clinicians and things like that. They're, they're smart. They share the same values that I do. You know, we have the same beliefs about, you know, helping students, not just with the hard skills that they need to get their application done, but with the softer skills and, how to communicate, how to build confidence, how to motivate them, really getting to the root of why they want to do this, how they can show that to other people, how we can give them confidence in doing that. We also share a lot of the same value in like philanthropy and giving back. And and I'm so proud of them for just coming on and just getting it. You know what I mean? Like getting like they just like go after it, you know, booking up, having their schedules open and doing all the things that I'm just so proud of us as a group, um, that it just makes me happy, you know, to have them. And you're most excited about, I'm excited about, um, my revamped coaching program for the fall. So I am really, really excited to redo what the journey package will look like. And I've started telling people, you know, telling my followers on social media that this is going to be a a coaching experience that is, you know, uh, that they may not find anywhere else, you know, over the whole entire journey of them from the start of their application until mock interview season, um, and all the resources and group coaching and one-on-one that they'll get. Um, and I'm just really excited for that. I think it's going to give me more control over that sort of VIP group, um, and allow me to really kind of get in there with them like you do in shine. Um, but hopefully reach a larger number of people as we take them through, you know, the process. And then, you know, I obviously have the other coaches to help with, with other one-on-one calls and stuff like that. So I'm excited. I'm really excited for moving into the fall and the next cycle. Oh, I love that. Um, and I would love to know, Michelle, what would you say? Maybe there's someone listening that, you know, relates so much to your story and, you know, they've created something that means a lot to them. They know that they're helping people, you know, they've, they've made money. They've, you know, they, they've seen, they've seen the benefits of taking that leap of faith and, and creating something that is a service or a product that is theirs. Maybe they still have a nine to five, maybe they don't, but they're getting to that place that they're just like, 
there's just something not like right. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm starting to hit a wall. I can't figure it out. I'm, I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. I just, I feel guilty that I'm taking time away from my kids, whatever mm-hmm. that may be for that person. What would you say to that person today to, to just like how you were in that moment to get them out of that mindset and to get them back into action that is actually going to get them the results that they want? Ask for help. That's the one thing I can say. I actually, um, in my, during this first year or the second year, I actually, uh, had a business, I hired a business coach. Her name was Brandy. Um, I, I, exactly when I was getting to that point where I was like, this is like a business. What do I, I LLC. And then I'm like, what do I do? And like, I, I, so, you know, I hired Brandy and she, I was exactly at that moment, like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing. I I have, you know, and just, she gave me so much focus, you know, and just gave me so many um, things that I can do. And then from there, you know, just finding resources of people, you know, to listen to podcasts like yours, finding you, then finding shine, you know, just ask for help. You're not alone. There are so many people out there going through or have been through what you're going through. And it's not a failure to ask for help. It's, it's just not, it can only help you get better and, you know, get help from somebody who really knows what they're doing and, um, can help push you in the right direction. Awesome. And then, um, our last question always, um, what does influence mean to you? Oh, that's hard. Influence means, um, influence means to me being open to change, being open-minded to ideas that you may not have thought of before, um, being open to other people's opinions and how they live their lives, um, how they do their business. Um, how they, what their beliefs are, um, so that you can be open to being influenced from a lot of different places, um, not influencing others, but just being open to having opportunities and learning from other people, I think is probably what it means to me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle, for being Thank here you. and sharing your story. You're, you're just, you're so inspiring in our community. It has been such Thank a pleasure you. to support you, coach you, see you grow, see you really like make it happen. Yeah. Um, and, and see how much, like how many lives are changing and, and how, how many people that you're impacting. And so I was so excited to have you on just to share your story, you. your journey, and to remind those that are listening that like, they're in fact not alone. And like, we've all been here. We will be here again. This is just all part of the journey of being of service and, you know, really getting out there and, you know, showing up in the world and shining and, and making what you want possible. So thank you for being an example of that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Everything you do. Thank you so much for having me. All right. That is it for today. Now, are you ready to make more money and impact? If so, head over to juliesolomon.net slash accelerator to learn more about my coaching program and apply. All right, I'll see you again, same time, same place next week.